0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. On tonight's show, there's nothing like a war of wars to stir up Twitter this week. We'll be talking about a post from 33charts.com. Also, the reaction to it, which I think is more interesting, Dr. V and his supporters and Mommy Doctor and her supporters. We'll review what happened this week, and I'll add my two cents worth. What does it all mean, and where do we go from here? All that and a lot more coming up on Episode 11 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, starting right now. Hi, this is Kevin Bernstein, MD, Student 31 on Twitter, and I listen to Family Medicine Rocks with Mike Sevilla. Welcome to the show that is passionate about medicine and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks Podcast. I'm your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Sevilla, family physician and social media enthusiast. What is this show about? I get that question a lot here. What I call social media through the eyes of a family physician Check out the website at FamilyMedicineRocks.com. You can join me on Twitter and also on Facebook. Shout-out to all 169 people who are friends of the Facebook page, or fans on the Facebook page, however they call that now. Also, shout-out to all 6,284 people who follow me on Twitter. I don't know why, but I very much appreciate that. You can also listen in real time to this show on your iPhone, Droid, BlackBerry, Windows 7, whatever your mobile device is, just direct your mobile browser to slash fammed rocks. Today is Thursday, May 26, 2011. It is 9 p.m. Eastern daylight time and temperature here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters it is 68 degrees Fahrenheit, and for uh, the first time, I think, this week, it has actually just been cloudy as the sun is setting in the west, it's been uh, raining here, and not as windy as other parts of the country, and uh, certainly our thoughts and prayers go out to all those uh, who have been struck by a lot of this very tragic, tragic weather out there. Now, it's not been since this uh, – You may have people have uh, maybe remember this from a couple of years ago. It hasn't been since this, this whole well sphere thing in 2009 that I've seen such an uproar in the uh, medical blogosphere, particularly the physician sphere here, talking about stuff. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> And my allergies have been bothering me very much this week. But like I said in the preview of this show, being in the exclusive club of, like, physicians or politicians or, say, Tour de France writers, peers don't usually call out one another. But when it happens, like Netanyahu versus Obama, Tyler Hamilton versus Lance Armstrong, or in, in this case... People just go nuts out there. People just like watching this type of thing happen. Mono a mono. Watching this thing happen over the past few days. And contrary to what you may have heard, there's a lot of rumors out there, no Dr. V and Mommy Doctor are not guests on this show tonight. Sorry about that. It's just me giving commentary, no calls tonight. But I've been doing a lot of reading of blog posts and twitter over the past four days i've done more show prep for this show than i have in a long time just exploring all of the points of view of this issue very very interesting i know everybody out there who's listening to this show has probably caught some of the blog posts and twitter posts as well it's been kind of a perfect perfect storm probably a bad analogy But a perfect storm of emotional issues that just came together this week, including things like patients' rights versus the right for self-expression, the right of free speech, ethical versus legal versus moral violations or lack of violations, A lot of the same things have just stirred up social media this past week, and I'll be talking about that. But first, I want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again this evening on the front page. I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, coming up on the five-year anniversary of the blog, coming up next month, if you could believe that. And if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I am a family physician here in full-time private practice, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office. And I was on call last weekend. That was a good time. Here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And if you're uh, listening live, you can actually see my shining face on the webcam here this evening. Let's go to the top of the chat room box here click on the webcam icon and the webcam is actually working here uh, this evening it has been kind of temperamental the last uh, few shows so uh you can actually see me watching uh doing the show in front of your eyes i know it's very very scary uh, but uh, we will all get through it here i want to give a big shout out to the people in our chat room pretty good uh, crowd in our chat room here uh, this evening uh Dr. KT Junkie, I'm with Stupid, who uh has a show here on the network. Let's go to blogtalkradio.com dot com slash I'm dash with dash stupid. Comedy podcast, good stuff. Also uh Living Well Doc, Liz, and also Ramona. Thank you all for joining me live. And and if you are waiting to get into this chat room, I know that uh Blog Talk Radio can be a little bit fussy, letting people into the chat room. Uh, just uh, be patient, and uh, you'll be able to come in here. I also want to give a big shout-out to the guest, and uh, if the guest uh, registers here at Talk Radio, you'll be able to chat along here in the chat room and make fun of me like the rest of these people will during the midst of the show. Uh, the uh, webcam icon is uh, right next to the uh, green Dr. Anonymous name, There's a little webcam thing right there. You just uh, click that, and uh, you'll be able to see me. For people who don't know, uh, Dr. Anonymous was my former Twitter name. I'll be talking about being anonymous here later in the show, because that uh, factors into our little story here this evening. I also want to uh, just give a plug to uh, a conference I'm going to be going to and uh, being a panelist on, the uh, third annual Healthcare Social Media Summit, October 17 through 19 uh, at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, speakers, uh, speakers, and panelists will be people like me, like Jen Dyer, also known as EndoGoddess, Seattle Mama Doc, the AC, Howard Lux, David Harlow, E-Patient Dave. Let's go to uh, socialmedia.mayoclinic.org for more information. Also, Reagan R-A-G-A-N dot com. That's Reagan Communications. So I'll take my break here, and uh, we will uh, continue here with our conversation here. Oh, just me talking. (laughs) You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast in partnership with the Family Medicine Education Consortium. You can get there by going to fmec.net. Also a member of the ProMed Network, a podcast you can get there by going to promednetwork.net dot com and we'll be right back. That's right, social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I also want to give a big shout-out to the uh, FAM Med chat going on right now. Also, uh, I believe RN chat is going on uh, right now, too. A lot of action going on during this hour here in uh, social media. So uh, hope they have good chats there this evening. They're probably talking about me and making fun of me here on the show. I'll be able to catch up on that later. Now I can tell you that this whole show here tonight is that I'm a big hypocrite so people can call me out right now <laughs> because normally usually I don't like shows that talk about shows. I don't like blogs that talk about how to blog. I don't like podcasts on how to on what the best podcasts are. <laughs> this social media show is talking about social media. <laughs> so I'm already a hypocrite so people can call me out on that. In addition this first part of the show I'm going to be probably going to be wishy-washy for you. The good stuff is at the end. So people are listening live you can come back later if you're uh, if you're listening on a podcast just fast forward to the end because uh probably the good stuff is. And no, I'm not going to play the role of judge Judy here tonight. I'm not going to tell one person they're right, I'm not going to tell one person they're wrong. That's not what this is about here tonight. So if you're looking for that, just click off here right now, because that's not what this show is about here tonight. I've been reviewing these these blog posts in has been at least a dozen of them on this particular issue, which I think has been very interesting. Numerous Twitter updates on this as well. And at the end of the show, I'll be sharing what I think what it all means. Just think of this show as a long, really long-form blog post or comment. This is not a soundbite. This is not a Twitter post. This is not something that's going to summarize here. So if you're listening live and and, and, and you want (laughs) want me to boil it down, uh, I'm not going to do that because I think it needs more information than that. So let's break this down here, kids. So Monday, May 23, 2011, in the evening, at least East Coast time, this post went out on 33 com by my uh, good friend there, Brian Vardabedian, entitled, Unprofessional Behavior on Twitter. And people really didn't know what to do with this for the first, uh, I don't know, 12 hours, 24 hours. It's really, really interesting to see this thing unfold. And then Tuesday comes along. They have MD chat. And for the most part, I reviewed all that stuff. Pretty much pro-Dr. V type of stuff. It was interesting to see the people coming out and support of the thing. The next day comes Wednesday, especially Wednesday evening, 24 hours previous to this. There was a lot of pro- Mommy Doctor tweets out there. It was interesting seeing all of those come out, which I'll review in a little bit. And then today, Thursday, in the morning, when I started promoting this show, so there are some people who are saying they're sick of this story. Why are we still talking about it? But still, during the course of the day, people are tweeting about this. There's been all kinds of hashtags on this deal, like HSM Gate or Teen Mommy Doctor, or you know, all that kind of stuff. It's been really, really interesting to see the thing play out. So in this in this post here that started it all, he says he woke up in the morning to some direct messages, alerting him on Twitter. And he puts these posts, he puts these Twitter posts right on his blog there. And I know this is kind of out of context, maybe a little bit. He talks about a patient with priapism, and it's a series of about six Twitter posts there. And, I you know, I had to read it a few times just to kind of get the gist of the thing. And, you know, when I read the thing... You there were only a few comments. But through the course of the next few days, the thing just blew up. The thing just – people were just talking about this. So I'm going to do – I'm just going to try to summarize each side of this thing, which I think is very interesting, because I think each of these bring out some interesting and good points. So what he's saying is that those tweets were – Immature and unprofessional. We need to look out for ourselves, many physicians. If we don't do that, no one else will. Patients' rights and dignity supersede the doctor's right to express an opinion. Make some references to HIPAA. We need to be better than HIPAA, he says. We need to hold ourselves, meaning physicians, to a higher standard. Any public post that is out there is subject to judgment. And he also says that Mary doesn't engage with anonymous posters, which has been a subject of a lot of commentary on that. Don't blog about patients. You can't really de-identify a patient to see that physician in Rhode Island that got fired for his Facebook update. So, in summary, that, that that's just kind of kind of the summary of that argument there. And there, there have been a lot of people who have, we'll say a lot, but there are some people who posted to supporting with this. People like Seattle Mama Doc, um, Healthcare Inc., TBTAM, Gut Check, Ryan Madronatic. Sorry, mispronounced your name. And it's it's interesting seeing the points that were made here because, you know, I do agree with some of these points. And I'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, you, know, you really probably shouldn't talk about patients. And you really probably shouldn't be anonymous. And I'll talk about that more later in the show because I used to be anonymous and I'm not now. And I'll talk about why. But there are some, you know, pretty good points in here. And I do think we have to kind of look out for each other. And I apologize. That the, the, the chat room in here right now is flying. I can't keep up with all of this. But that is that is kind of the, the the summary. That is kind of the summary of that point of view there. And there are some good points, and there are some bad points. But kind of leading the way on the other side. And it was interesting seeing this other side unfold, kind of the pro mommy doctor side. And it was kind of led early by uh Shadow Facts, the moving meat blog, which I love this name of in the, the URL is awesome. All bleeding stops on May 24, I don't buy your definition of unprofessional. Where he calls out Dr. B, he's like, hey, you know, these supporters are saying, which I think is really interesting, is that they're saying that that post, those Twitter posts, They really didn't violate patient privacy. But kind of the core of their argument, the core of the supporters of Mommy Doctor, they don't dispute the behavior. They don't say, you know, that was good. What they're disputing is the manner by which he had his rants out in public. Because the behavior was pretty much, you know, acknowledged. I mean, mommy doctor said, you know, it probably shouldn't have done that. But what people were, were upset about was that it should have been done, should have been done in private, should have confronted this person offline first. Nothing really about the behavior. They should have confronted this person offline first, not making a public spectacle of the whole thing. This was done all in the public eye of Twitter. And and, and it gets better. They're like, you know, get a life. They're <laughs> calling him a bully. They're calling him a coward and a bully at the same time. Self-righteous. Who are you to judge somebody else? What are you, like the Twitter police? What is this that you don't engage with anonymous posters? What is that about? And some of them have said, you know, it's not really technically a HIPAA violation. It's it's not a, a legal violation of patient privacy. It's not an ethical violation. It's you imposing your morals on this situation in calling this person out. Are you gonna go after everybody who's unprofessional out there? I. e. people like Burb Doc. I I find it really interesting that people use Burb Doc as an example for this too. <laughs> and a lot of people said, How how dare you question the compassion of this physician? The questioning of your compassion for this doctor is ridiculous. And kind of seeing the tweets over the past know, 48 hours, it's been interesting kind of seeing that, because I've read all of them. <laughs> I read some from patients coming out for mommy doctor. I want a doctor who can treat me as a human being. That is a big part of helping me laugh at my condition. Other people saying, I love your tweets. This is a student. They get me excited about hopefully becoming a doctor myself someday. Well, you know, I mean, even mommy doctor says it's a direct tweet. Listen, I own that I had some poor judgments, and this whole uproar is making me sick. And another thing that that I found is really interesting over the past uh, 48 hours or so you just go to the hashtag, search the hashtag that's called Dear Patients. Put, put the hashtag in there, Dear Patients. And you'll see, some, you'll see some tweets on there from Bombay Doctor. You'll see some tweets on there from other people trying to address this, trying to address this directly going at the patient and saying, this is why I use social media. This is why I use Twitter. It's interesting stuff. I can't even look at the chat room right now. You guys are killing me in there. If <laughs> you're not listening live, you're listening to the right show tonight. <laughs> uh, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Dr. KT EpiJunkie. I'm the Stupid Living Well Doc Liz Ramona, uh, Richmond Doc, Scan Man, Reverend Rock Dog, Neha Jane, and PK, also a guest joining us here this evening. Thank you all for uh, joining us here this evening. So that's kind of this kind of both sides of the story there. And it's pretty good. I mean each one of those sides have interesting type of points brought out. And as I said before, kind of as a post script. This mommy doctor did uh uh, Tweets that uh, had some poor judgment, even lost some sleep from this. You know, it's out there on Twitter, which I believe. And also, just in the past hour, I saw on Twitter that Dr. V himself granted an interview to the blog of the Stanford School of Medicine. Thursday, May twenty sixth. It's at Scope Blog, S C O P E, blog dot stanford dot EDU, the title is a conversation with 33 Charts Brian Bartabidian about professionalism in social media. And in this, they give him uh four questions, and he you clarifies a little bit his point of view on some of these things. Yeah, you know, the first one talks about anonymity. People should not be anonymous out there. The second one talks about HIPAA. And he's always said in presentations and on his blog that we should go beyond HIPAA. HIPAA is a good kind of uh minimalist, kind of uh, you know, a, a minimum starting point for patient privacy. And he goes on, I encourage people to read it. It's it 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 kind of it kind of gives more a um, little bit more clarity on what he was trying to bring out here, and I think it's a fair discussion to kind of add that in. People may have not have seen that. I just saw that in the past hour or so, so I encourage people to check that out. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, and following this, I'm going to give my comments on this thing. Which I know people are either don't care about or really, really curious about what uh, what I'm going to say about this thing. So uh, let me take a little bit of a break. We'll be right back here on the Paleo Medicine Rocks podcast. My name is Mike Sabella. Let me find uh, some music here, and uh, we'll be right back as soon as I find something here. We'll be. Family Medicine Through the Eyes of a Family Physician. This is a, the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my thoughts on this, thing because I've been fairly silent on this. Uh, and the reason is because I, I wanted to kind of see what was going to happen with the, over the past two or three days. And what's really interesting and what's really cool about this is no one's going to know what I'm saying about this. And probably no one's going to care about what I'm saying about this. (laughs) Why? Because if you really want to be anonymous, if you really want to be anonymous, and you really don't want to know or care what I'm saying, it's easy to just get a podcast. Just get a podcast, kids. Really. Why? Because podcasts, they take an effort for people to listen. (laughs) I very much appreciate people, anybody that listens to this show. And it's unsearchable. <laughs> and podcasts really don't work in this world of nanosecond glances at screens where people try to get an entire message from 140 characters. When I started blogging five years ago, it'll be five years ago next month. I can't believe it's that been that long. When I started everyone was anonymous. Everybody. Especially, you know, particularly the, the in the medical sphere. All the kind of quote all old timers out there. They remember blogger names like Surgeon's blog or panda bear or Scapple or sword or Barbados Butterfly. And yes, Dr. Fleet. There's a lot of judgment that goes on right now. But we owe a lot to those anonymous physician and medical bloggers from back then. I really believe without them trailblazing the way, we would not be where we are here right now. They really paved the way for people like Mommy Doc and Burb Doc and all those people out there. Yeah, people in my chat room here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Grunt Doc and Scan Man, and you know, keep adding man. I'm, I know I'm forgetting people from, from all over the place now. But really good anonymous bloggers right now, you know, people that do this every day, not like me anymore. Yeah, they're like people like Storyteller Doc, storytellerdoc.blogspot.com, winner of the, you know, best medical blog of the year for storytelling. He's anonymous pretty much, kind of a long-form type of blogger. Kind of a throwback to what it was five years ago. Really, really good storytelling. Something going to call that guy out? How about like our, our good friend Bongi from South Africa? Other things, Amandi, he's on Twitter. Bongi one, B-O-N-G-I one.
1: You want
0: to check out some really good stories? Check that out. So we're gonna call that person out. I mean, did we really learn anything from the Dr. Flea fiasco? For people who don't know Dr. Flea, I mean people if you don't know, which was a blogger from I believe two thousand seven. Anonymous blogger who blogged during his malpractice trial and was busted. During the malpractice trial. Did anybody reach out to this guy during that and say, hey, this is really a bad idea? Maybe they did. And he didn't listen. I don't know. But I know I didn't. <laughs> Who was I to do that? I don't know. But yes, I used to be anonymous. I started my blog five years ago. I started under the cutesy name called Doctor Anonymous. Why did I start that blog? I started that blog because I wanted to tell patients about, uh, to tell the readers about patients. I wanted to do that. I wanted to bring the reader into the exam room. I wanted to share the story of what I go through every day. And what happened? What happened is I got really, really popular. And I was featured about six or seven months into blogging on a major news site. The first time ever I got over a thousand hits or something like that. What happened to me then? All the haters came out and started to say, hey, you're not really anonymous. We can find you. Here's your IP address. Stop being fake, or we're going to tell everybody who you are. I almost quit. I really, really almost quit. I didn't quit because people told me that I had a story to tell. And I learned from that lesson. One of the other reasons I remained anonymous for a long time is that I didn't know what I was doing. I made a lot of mistakes as a beginner. Something that I learned back at that time is that you're not anonymous. Even if you have kind of a private Twitter account, even if it's an at reply, even if it's a direct message on Twitter, it's public. People will find a way. It's subject to the feedback and judgment of everybody. So if you put something out there, you're subject to judgment from other people. That's just the way it is. And if you make a mistake, when you're not anonymous, forget about it. It's remembered forever. When you mess up in social media, everybody knows about it. And that's why I was afraid to be myself. I was afraid I would do something, you know, really, really stupid that would stick with me for the rest of my life, which probably has. But the question would be, how forgiving would, would the community be? How forgiving would the Twitter sphere be? Now, one of the reasons I'm not anonymous anymore is that I really want to try to be an advocate for physicians in social media. And I think with my experience and what I've done, and I really think I can help physicians do that. I think the show is part of that. One of the other things that that I've really come to appreciate this this week are the different ways that physicians express themselves on social media. Kind of the traditional way has been, you know, the kind of the long-form blogging, those long stories, those long essays. That's kind of the traditional form there. Other things that I've seen is that sharing links, blog posts, Twitter links, some people like this, some people don't like this. I've seen it in the past few days. You know, at least I Twitter about real stuff, but I just don't share links all day. Okay, that's a personal preference. There's a lot of storytelling out there. There's some venting out there. That or just just a brief Summary of some of the things physicians the do out there. Another thing is, is that is, is interesting is that some people have chosen to split or have have multiple Twitter file, profiles. One of them kind of has a personal Twitter profile. Some of them kind of have a doctor Twitter profile. Maybe that's analogous to the Facebook kind of fan page versus the Facebook type of personal link. That's just another way that physicians are trying to get out there. But in these kind of in these kind of uh, closing moments here, I'm I'm uh, I'm trying to wind this up now because I you know people are probably sick of me talking about this. But this is a section of the show where I'm going to try to try to. Tie it all together. I'm going to try to say, hey, this is what i all means. This is how we can try to move forward from this. Because I'm sure at some point, and maybe this is the show, or maybe this is, maybe it's been passed already. People are going to be sick about talking about this. But one of the things that I am going to tell people is no matter what side you're on of this issue, Do you practice what you preach at home in addition to what you preach online? What do I mean by that? Do you confront your peers if you perceive that they're having unprofessional behavior? Do you do that in your own hospital? Everybody in our hospital or in your office or somewhere has somebody who's kind of difficult to work with. Do you confront them? Do you call them out? Do you write them up? Or do you tolerate it? What if your position on this issue is that this person was bullied? It is wrong for this person to be bullied. Put the mirror up to yourself. Do you stand up for people who are bullied at work? Do you stand up for people who are billeted in your community at home? Do you practice what you preach on social media? I'm not the one to judge. You're the only one who can judge that. You're the only one who can judge if you're a hypocrite or not on this. About an hour before this broadcast, I saw a post from National Public Radio, NPR.org, May 25, 2011. The title, Doctors Behaving Badly. They say it happens all the time. The first paragraph goes like this. If results from a national survey to be believed, more than two in three U.S. doctors witness other physicians disrupting patient care or collegial relationships at least once a month. More than one in ten say they see it every day. If you're a physician, do you do that? I don't know. You put up with it? And it is a good point in this chat that they're bringing up here. If you bring it up, yeah, okay, probably you should bring it up in private. Probably you shouldn't put it on the, uh you know, on the board in the physician's lounge. Probably not. So do you practice what you preach? That's the first thing. The second thing, kind of a take-home point that I put out there. Why not take this energy and emotion that I have seen over the past three or four days and apply it to bigger picture type things? I saw on the 33 Charts post, somebody who called themselves Shim Code. And the comment goes like this, man, I wish my doc spent as much time, quote, seeing me and some of you doctors have spent on this topic. That's a pretty good point, actually. Everyone agrees that social media is great for patient education. Take that energy and emotion and do a great patient education piece. If your position on this issue is that the patient is the center of all this, when was the last time you contacted your legislator about a patient centered issue? If your position is that you're defending somebody from being bullied, when was the last time you contacted your legislator about bullying legislation? We all agree that people and organizations are out there against doctors, against medicine. We're probably laughing at us right now, seeing this infighting that we're having. I hope people take some of this energy, some of this emotion, and channel it towards other things that they're doing, the things that they think are important, whether it's patient-centered, whether it's... Uh, you know, badly bullies or against bullying, whatever your position is on this issue. I hope that comes out of this. And my final point on the show is, how is the medical Twittersphere and blogosphere going to move on from this discussion? We're all going to move on from this. I mean, who is really the big winner in all this? The big winner in all this are those who present about medicine and social media, those who lecture about it. I even saw a lecture on on YouTube today about this particular issue. Those are the people who are the real winners in this deal. And unfortunately, this case, unfortunately, will be another reason why physicians will be hesitant to enter social media. And I think that's pretty sad. There have been some posts in the past couple of days trying to wind this up. Kevin MD had a pretty good post today, how doctors should professionally behave on Twitter. Kind of a balanced type of post. Another thing, moving uh, meat, uh, shadow facts, a way to kind of wind this up, too, is posting my guidelines for blogging about clinical medicine. And if people are kind of wondering what their own gauge is, I encourage people to post what their own guidelines for blogging and for Twitter are. That will be kind of interesting to see. Maybe we can have a discussion about that. But when it really comes down to it, we're still on the same team, right? At least I hope so. Because too often I've seen in real life and in social media life, people carry grudges out there or people playing revenge or people do all this petty type of stuff. Drama. I know this is my little Rodney King type of, can't we all just get along type of moment. But really, when you think about it, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, what are we really going to remember from all this? People are going to forget about this next week. Are people going to just carry around all of their type of hurt emotions from this? Is this really the community just kind of breaking apart on this issue? I hope not. Because when it comes down to what I do think we are on the same team, I do think we have these little internal discussions. I think these internal discussions are good. I think these internal discussions help the community try to sort things out on our own. And I think this is a good a good way of doing that. So I hope in the end that we can agree to disagree about certain things. And really remember that what we all have in common is a lot more than how we are different. And I hope that we can all just kind of put a period on it and said, hey, I have said what I need to say. We can agree to disagree. But I think the community needs to move on from this because we have other work to do. That's all I had for this evening. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was informative. I hope this was maybe a little bit entertaining. I hope this was what people were looking for when they came to this show here tonight. I hope that I outlined each side of this issue this issue that is not going to go away, but I think that we need to continue to talk about this. I want to thank everybody who joined me here live. I know TBTAM was here, but I had to leave. Dr. KT, Epi Junkie guest, Living Well Doc, Liz, Mia Jane, Ramona, Richmond Doc, ScanMan, Gary P.K., and all those people who uh, are not in the chat room but probably are listening on their mobile device, all those people who are listening after the fact, I hope you leave some comments on uh, familymedicinerocks.com. This has been a really, really good discussion, I think, within the community. I hope there aren't a lot of hurt feelings. There have been uh, some discussions this week that this has been divisive, I hope that we'll be able to heal these wounds and uh move on forward because we have a lot bigger work to do. Next week at this time, it's gonna be a very lighter show because it is my birthday next week. One week from tonight, I hope people come back for that. It's gonna be a fun show. Not only my birthday, but it is going to be the uh celebration show for five years of blogging. And uh, we're going to have a good time here. are going to make it a lot more lighter than it is here tonight. It will be the beginning of June. It'll be uh, It'll be a good time. So uh, thank you all for joining me here uh, this evening. And uh, you're going to find out more about me at uh, familymedicinerocks.com. I'll bring you to my uh, Twitter stream, my Facebook page, uh, some YouTube videos, uh, and uh, – I'm really, I'm really, really humbled by the people who uh, uh, listen to this show, read my blog posts, check out my Facebook page. Um, I could have not done any of this out there uh, without you. So uh, thank you all uh, for joining me here this evening. My name is Mike Sevilla, family-friendly family physician. <laughs> I will see you here next week. Check me out on FamilyMedicineRocks.com. Good night from northeastern Ohio. For those of you in the United States, hey, have a great holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And uh, I will see you out there on Twitter and Facebook and uh, on the blogs. Good night from northeastern Ohio. We'll see you